0: Do unto others as you would like to be treated. When you do that, if you think of the other person all the time instead of just you, I think the whole world will open to you.
1: Dr. Vivian Valenti is the president and founder of Dazzle Dry, a revolutionary non-toxic nail lacquer system that dries worry-free in five minutes. Vivian is a trained chemist turned entreprenista who holds the record as our oldest entreprenista on the show and she proves it's never too late to just start. Coming up, learn how to negotiate white label agreements. Vivian shares what she believes to be the great equalizer for all entreprenistas. You'll learn about the inspiration behind Dazzle Dry. And finally, the key to a solid business plan. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters. No limits. And plenty of surprises. Vivian, I am so thrilled to sit down and have this conversation with you today because when someone on your team reached out to us about you wanting to be on the podcast, I got so excited because I've been a customer of yours and I found your products several years ago and started using them, Dazzle Dry. So I love nothing more than having the opportunity to sit down with incredible founders like yourselves and learning how you did it. How did you take this idea and build it into a business? So thank you so much for spending time with me this afternoon to share all of your learning lessons. Oh, thank you for having me.
0: And it's not an easy road to be an entrepreneur, owning your own business. It's not for the faint-hearted. You must have a stout heart be able to address and overcome the challenges that are thrown your
1: way. Absolutely. And that's why we started this podcast to share all of those learning lessons and stories. So maybe, maybe just maybe some of the mistakes or learning lessons as we call them. When you share them with others now today, they'll have learned and won't have to make those. So that's why we share and tell all of these stories. Vivian, did you always know growing up as a child that you wanted to start your own business one day?
0: Well, I think my entrepreneurial spirit, the early signs, was when I was in elementary school where I picked guavas and other fruit from my father's trees and sold them to my classmates. I saved the money to fund a candy business. where again, it's a buying and selling. I didn't make anything back then. So I think that's probably the the early signs of entrepreneurship.
1: Oh, absolutely. I love having these conversations with founders and going back and seeing like what were those early signs? Like did you have them in childhood or did they not come till later? I was like you. I was always finding things to sell and creating a business from it and just loved figuring out how to create something from from nothing. When I
0: look back and uh, people ask, you know, what really drives you? Okay. I think early on in my, when I was in high school, I realized that what I really wanted to do was help others. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, it's amazing when I talk about my first thoughts about what I was going to be. And then what was my second thought when I couldn't be that? And chemistry was actually the third and not the first. You know, the first one was I told my mother I wanted to be a doctor. Not because doctor makes a lot make a lot of money, but because I saw that the doctors in town were highly respected. They were paid whatever their patients have. They would bring poultry, you know, chickens, vegetables, you know, to pay for the service. And um, what my mother said, if you go to medical school, your brothers and sisters would have to wait until you're finished before they can go, okay? So that was a a heavy burden on a young child, especially I was only 14 when I finished high school and went to college. So then when I said, okay, then if I can't be a doctor, I want to be a nun. (laughs) So, you know, such dichotomy, right? Yes. (laughs) And uh, But thinking back, you know, when I look at my life and I said, No, really, you know, there is no dichotomy. They mean they accomplish one thing, the same thing, is that doctors help others by physical means. You know, they they treat their physical ailments. And nuns help others emotionally, spiritually, by their prayers. And so they are the same thing. You know, they accomplish the same thing, but in different ways. And I think right now, I feel like I'm doing the right thing in that having Dazzle Dry and building my brand because I'm able to help others. I help women and all those who want to have beautiful nails, you know, healthy nails, to have a good alternative to use. And the fact that I'm able to plant and grow trees for every order that we receive on our retail site. Okay, that is very fulfilling for me. And some of the and the a uh, portion, like a percentage of our mini kit sales, annual sales, we donate to nonprofits with education as a part of their platform. And why education, you say, you ask, is because I feel that where I am today, I ascribe it all to having the proper education, the lessons and education uh, training that I received from my parents, from my elementary and high school teachers, my college teachers, and my doctoral professors.
1: Teachers really are the true heroes that is for sure they are so impactful yes and education i think i will call it equalizer
0: it's society's equalizer because i came from a very humble beginnings
1: what did you end up studying in school i got my bachelor's
0: of uh, in chemistry from mapua institute of technology which I think is still the best technical school in the Philippines. It's located in Manila. It's now called Mapua University. And then I worked for two years as a research chemist at the International Rice Research Institute, working on uh, studying you know all aspects of rice culture, the chemistry part. And then I received travel grant from the Ford Foundation. It was a one-way ticket no Uh strings attached, to pursue my graduate studies at Penn State. And so at Penn State, uh, I ended up working on uh, uh, studying the mechanisms of enzymes. So why is it that enzymes work a million times faster than a test tube reaction? That's the teaching. And then I I say as a home, housewife and mother for of two for 4 years before i decided it was time for me to start my career but being in a, a small town well Schenectady is a small town compared to phoenix and new york city and la there weren't that many opportunities mm-hmm. for me to start my career but i was fortunate that my application to become an assistant professor of uh, biochemistry and organic chemistry at Skidmore College in Saratoga Springs panned out. Oh, that's but within two years, I knew that teaching was not what mm-hmm. I was meant to be. So I went back to doing research for the New York State Department of Health in Albany for four years. And then um, you know, a lot of challenges uh, happened there. I had to choose between or among three options. Either stay and suffer, file a lawsuit and be blacklisted, or quit and find a job elsewhere. I discussed it with my husband and family, my two children, and we decided that I should go wherever I could find a job that would make me happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For two years. So they gave me two years. <laughs> so I sent out my application and got a job at Staley Manufacturing Company that was purchased by Tate & Lyle after I was gone there. And then uh, DuPont purchased Tate & Lyle.
1: When did you have your aha moment to start your own business? Oh,
0: my aha moment came when in 1990 when uh, the husband of a nail tech visited our company, you know, Analyze Inc., and said, you know, I have an idea for a product that will make a lot of money for somebody who who could deliver it. And he said, my wife loses a lot of money being a nail tech because every time... Or not every time, but most of the time, when her clients go out the door, they ding their nails on the car door and they come back and want their nails redone for free. And so I said, oh my gosh, you know, that's the reason why I don't do my nails because it takes so long, like at least 60 minutes for you to become functional, Mm -hmm. you know, with the traditional nail polish. And uh, he said, I have spent all my money. I hired a chemist in Pennsylvania, and they weren't able to do it. I talked to a chemist in L.A., and they told me it's impossible. So I said, well, I'm willing to, to face the challenge, and there must be a way. And so it took me a year to demonstrate to have a product, that he could take to uh, to say, yes, you know, we're going to move forward. And he told an investor who was willing to give him money that he owned the patent. My agreement with him was that I own the patent and uh, he will have exclusive marketing rights. Mm-hmm. That's my agreement. And he said, well, how? what can I do to own the patent? And I said, well you know, it's not ready to sell, so I will need to focus on it and make it uh, saleable, you know, the product saleable. But I'm very busy at work. I I was with a corporate, this was GE that was, um, that became the property, you know, the venture I was with became the property of a huge German company. And I said, and then became the business for a Japanese company. And I said, they're telling me that I need to increase my travel time. So I sold the patent to him so I could quit my job and have some income. And so that's how I started the business. But I incorporated the business as VB Cosmetics in 1993. Are you still partnered with him? No, no, because after he, he, he raised, I think about $2 million, mm-hmm. but then he spent it all in one year. I had to give up all my rights to the patent and all my, my agreement with him, the contract. Otherwise they were going to file for bankruptcy.
1: And that was a learning lesson. That's what I was going to ask. What are, what are the learning lessons here? For that was the- a lesson. Yes. That's <laughs> the first lesson. That was first lesson about
0: bankruptcy that when somebody files for bankruptcy, the people or the companies that were paid have to give back the money paid to them in the past 90 days. Well, at the time, I didn't have the money. We were spending it. We were using it for our living expenses. Did you end up getting the patent back? Yes, I did after several years when... The company was sold to another company, and then the company was sold to another company. And then the last company filed for bankruptcy. The owner of um, me some money, too. So they said, Vivian, in return for the money we owe you, do you like the patent back? I said, sure. Of course, by that time, there was only a few years left for the patent, and I got it back.
1: So then what did you do? Tell me, how did you then take it from getting the patent back to, to building this business?
0: Well, I had uh, several private label companies in the meantime, you know, who sought me out because they needed a the product that was unique to build their business, not the UV top coat. You know, the UV top coat uh, uh, was already done by that time. The, the new company who owned it were not interested. They were in uh, the product as is, but they used the technology to come up with their own products. Okay, and I'm not going to say which one, but it's a major company. I'm precluded from saying anything about that part. And it was in 2007 when this one company that grew to maybe about, I would say, between 5 and $10 million in sales sold to another company. And this one was a very simple product that I did not patent. So I lost that business. I had to start from scratch. But in the meanwhile, you know, during the past, that was in 2007. But the past 10 years, I was working on what became Dazzle Dry.
1: Up next, Vivian shares advice for handling emotional moments as an entrepreneur. When you started, it was all a private label business. There was no brand associated with it. It was all the patent, the technology that you had created. When you were initially doing sales for this private label business, what are some of the, the learning lessons that you can share? Like, how did you figure out how to price, how to structure deals? I made
0: sure, right? I knew how much my cost my cost is. And none of my private label clients uh, were willing to pay me for my creativity and my time. Uh, They wanted to pay by uh, the product, you know, with the product that I was going to manufacture for them. So uh, I made sure that the, um, the pricing that I uh, give them and agree with them up front will, you know, give me some profit.
1: Sure. So you built, you built. Yeah, it I in. never
0: did go out. I never did go out and solicit other people's business.
1: Okay. They all came to me
0: mm-hmm. and uh, soliciting my help. Yeah. And they all said, you're a genius, <laughs> you know, you're without you, we will not have a business. We need you to create products for us. Okay, so it's amazing that uh, and I, and I you know, I enjoyed creating products and especially when products solve an issue mm-hmm. and uh, it's very successful on the market. I just wish they, you know, my private label clients did not tell everybody that they created the product themselves and you know, with no help from the chemist. That, and uh, so... You weren't getting any of that credit. I didn't get any of the credit. And so that was, that was not what I wanted, okay? It wasn't about making the money. It was about, hey, you know, I just want to be recognized
1: sure. for what I am, for what I do. Well, it's incredible what you've accomplished.
0: <laughs> you know, the reason why I developed so Dry is because You know, the first product that I had a parent was on a UV curing top coat that used uh, UVA to cure the monomers that are in the top coat, okay? And in the late 90s, the FDA, I read a statement from the FDA that said, hey, UVA is potentially more dangerous than UVB. We all thought at the time that I developed the UV top coat, is that it was the uvb that's causing the skin cancer mm. because when you are ex- when you go to the tanning beds that emits both uva and uvb those were linked to skin cancer and we all thought it was the uvb because the- when you get exposed to uvb overexposed you get sunburn you get erythema, that means reddening, right, and whatever. So, But with UVA, you don't. And yet, UVB only penetrates the top layer of your skin, which is consists of mostly dead skin cells that will exfoliate anyway uh, within 28 days, whereas UVB, said the FDA, passes the epidermis, which is the top layer. It passes the dermis which is the next layer, and goes into the subcutaneous layer where there's a lot of cell activity. And that's where DNA is formed and reformed. And it's known that UVA damages DNA. And so I put two and three together and I said, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to be responsible for promoting UVA Mm -hmm. curing products for cosmetics. And cause somebody, it could be one in a million or whatever, the, the risk, right? But there's still a risk. And I don't want to be responsible for that person developing skin cancer. Sure. And so I said, but still a, a product is needed to solve the issue of the slow drying of traditional nail polishes. Then they chip in one or two days and they turn your nails yellow. Mm-hmm. So... I started working on VasoJai, and it was in 2007, right, that I said when I decided, well, you know, I'm 63 years old. I can't retire doing private label. It seems like I'm not going to be able to help anybody, at least not associated with my name, because, you know, my private label customers decided to take ownership on my work. And good thing, you know, I, I have the background to create products. And I have the passion for, for creating products.
1: I love that. And so
0: that's when we launched Dazzle Dry in 2007 with only nine colors. And everybody was poo-pooing the brand because, oh, you know, she's not going to be around. Only nine colors, you know, just another nail polish. Then recession came. I thought, you know, having such a great product, awesome product, nobody else has, that in two years, it will be self-sustaining. Yeah, and I could launch my next brand, which I am also passionate about, which is my skincare. And look, it took 15 years, 16 years this year. You know, we'll be celebrating the 16th year of of Dazzle Dry this year. And I will be 79 this year. So, (laughs) and that's how, you know, I decided to launch Dazzle Dry. And during the recession, we spent all the money that, all the profits and savings that my husband and I had from the business. And uh, I was crying because that was in, 20, you know, 2009, 2010, when I didn't have a salesperson and I had a website that I started two years prior, it went down. So that was the only source of revenue I had. Oh, no. And people were telling me, Vivian, why did you wait this long? (laughs) Okay. So I'm just saying, you know, that you need to be prepared for those down, you know, nobody w- predicted, I would think, I didn't predict that the recession would be so bad and that uh, having a great product is not enough that you need to have the marketing, you know, to support it and get it recognized and known by the public, Absolutely. by your customers. How big is your team now? 57. 57. Way back in 2009, I actually had about 30. Okay. They were left over from, you know, the residual. The 30 were residual from uh, the private label manufacturing. But I kept them all because I thought, you know, I could withstand two years. And I'll be okay, you know, because after two years, we'll be... Bringing in a lot of income and profits that, you know, I didn't have to lay anybody off. I don't, don't want laying off people. Of I don't course. like firing people. You know, it's it's no fun. It's not <laughs> to do that because you know I I like to help. My I, that's what my my life has been is help. You know, wanting to help as many people as I can. Of course. And okay. so I was forced to lay them off when I was bankrupt. But I didn't file for bankruptcy. My husband said, "No, we are not going to file for bankruptcy. You're going to continue doing what you know you want to do until you've spent the last
1: penny." How did you turn the business around? So you were in this dire moment of having to lay people off, not having a lot of money, and you wanted no to keep website. going. You know, website. Website's down. <laughs> Everything seems terrible, but you had this vision and mission and wanted to keep going. How did you do it? Being uh,
0: religious, although I don't go to church every every Sunday, you know, but I do believe in, in the Almighty, or that if you have a clean life, if you do well, you know, do good for others, you're a good person, that you'll be rewarded. You know, things will happen. And and um i would say and my my husband doesn't believe in it but i said you know angels come in different shape they you don't know that they are angels you know but they will come <laughs> and but you know what what i did is i called my friend i have a friend who is a, a serial entrepreneur a serial inventor and i said what what should i do what yeah, and she said, uh, "Get some consultants." And I said, "Well, you know, I, I reached out to um, Score, you know, Score, mm-hmm. but I said I got nothing from them. You know, I think they're they just want to spend an hour, <laughs> uh, but uh, don't I, I? I I don't think it's you know very um, uh, profitable." <laughs> I didn't learn anything. Sure. So she said, no, you you go to uh, approach the SBDC, that Small Business Development Council. Okay, they will assign a marketing person for you and he, he or she will help you, you know, figure out what to do. So I did. First thing that the, <laughs> the uh, consultant asked me was that after he heard my story, and he said, Do you have a business plan? I said, of course.
1: Well, where is that? I said, it's right here. (laughs) Next learning lesson. Write write everything down. It cannot be for our listeners right now. Vivian is pointing to her head. Your business plan cannot be in your head. It has to be written down. Everything needs to be written down.
0: (laughs) So he said, if it's not written down, you don't have one. And so I said, well how do I write a business plan? And he said, I'll help you. I won't do it for you, he said, but I'll guide you. So I'll give you a homework. And every time we meet, you need to show me that you have completed the homework. And so that's what we did. And in two months it took to write the business plan. And in my business plan, The first thing that I had written down is have a website, get a website made, okay? Remember though, I had no money and I was looking for somebody to develop a website for me. They all wanted at the time, at least $30,000 before they do anything. They wanted 30% down. I said, I don't have the money. And then anyway... I'll tell you how that was overcome. The second one was hire a salesperson. And then the third, I had hire an educator, okay, And marketing, right? Spend money on marketing. So after I, right after I have written the business plan, I got a phone and I was interviewing all these web designers, web developers. I get a phone call, a cold call. He sounded like Filipino. And he said, I'm calling. He said, "I we make websites. And I said, well, send me your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Sent me a portfolio. It was all, there was nothing about beauty or anything about retail. Okay. So I put the code call. The principal of the company called me the next day. He said, didn't respond to The email we sent you about our portfolio, is there a problem? And he said, well, you don't have any experience in my world. And he said, yeah, I know, he said, but that's it. He said, I'm looking for companies that need the website. And uh, if I was given a chance, he said, I could grow into it. Okay, And he said, I'm not going to ask you for any down payment." I'll create the website for you in 30 days. And you pay me this much every month for two years. But he said, and I'm not going to do your website only. That's not what I want, he said. I want to do your online marketing. <laughs> and I said, oh my God. He, you know, Were you like Is this I real? Told my husband. <laughs> he's, just, he's an angel. So- <laughs> sent to help me and um, we had a contract you know that's reviewed by our lawyer and he said yeah it's fine so and the first year we made enough money to pay for the website to pay for his monthly and the rest is history every every year we increased our sales by at least 40 percent wow And then we had enough cash that we could hire a local company for marketing, you know, to do all the marketing for us. And I hired the salesperson during that time and the educator. And, you know, now we're still growing. During COVID, we grew over 100%. Our sales actually quadrupled during COVID.
1: No one was going to get their nails done. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't get their nails done. Our
0: sales to the professionals went down to almost zero. Mm -hmm. But our retail side just blew up. And how did we, you know, well, everybody was on lockdown, right? Mm -hmm. How, How did we stay in business during lockdown? And that's where you say you need to be able to pivot. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that we are, you know, I'm a chemist and we have a manufacturing company help in that the the FDA relax their requirements for manufacturing um, the hand sanitizer. As long as you, you use their formula, you use the FDA certified formula and you use the raw materials that are specified in that formula, right? And we were able to get considered as an essential business because we, we are manufacturing hand sanitizer. Mm. But we did not make any money out of the hand sanitizer. I told my team, we are not going to sell this product We're going to give it away, every Mm -hmm. drop of it. You know, we we decided to give it to the Salvation Army because they were the designated distributor of PPE to the first-line responders, um, the hospitals, and uh, the city of Chandler and the Navajo Nation. And so, you know, that's what, kept us in business because he asked my chief financial officer to give me a plan right what happens if we're closed down completely how long can we be in business Mm -hmm. we are partially open and only have half the sales that we are getting and he presented those two and it shows that if we shut down completely, we won't be in business for more than two months. And then if we open up after two months, there won't be any money to keep the
1: business going. Coming up, you'll learn the best way to launch a new product. How did you handle moments like those? I know a lot of the stories you shared are these really tough moments when you had to make these big decisions that not only affect you, but so many of your employees and your family. And I know for myself personally, running multiple businesses, it can feel like the weight of the world is on you being responsible for all of these people in your business and in your life. How did you handle, emotionally handle these moments?
0: Well, I just say, you know, that I'll do what, you know, the best I can and, um, You know, I guess it's throughout my whole life, I've had these ups and downs, a lot of setbacks, right, that happened in my life. But being able to accept them as being part of life and figuring out, you know, how to make do with the resources that you have. Wishful thinking is not going to get you out of a problem. It's usually you assess your assets where you are and what can you do? You do it, you know, do the plan. Even though, you know, it may not be on paper. You know, I always say I do everything in my head. I do, you know, think about all these things before I make a decision. Sure. You know, just being able to live that way, and work that way, focus. You know, I'm
1: I'm very highly focused. I know you mentioned, you know, raising a family and having kids along the way. Have they played a part in your business journey as well? Well, when um the business
0: had a downturn right in the re- during the recession, my children were already out of college. And so, it was just, you know, I only had to worry about me and my husband. Sure. And because uh, they are my children, our children are quite independent. I think that's one thing. You know, I'm so blessed that the children, you know, were are now, you know, all uh, can take care of themselves and their families. And they are wonderful spouses and parents of our grandchildren. They have so much. I. You know, I didn't have the patience that I see that they have in raising their children.
1: Yes. <laughs> Is there a mantra or a quote that you live your life by? A mantra. I would say do
0: unto others as you would like to be treated. When you do that, if you think of the other person all the time instead of just you, I think the whole world will open. To you, I'm all about this, being a good person, you'll be showered with blessings.
1: Absolutely. And
0: uh, it's no use wallowing, all right, in the past or <laughs> or um, missed opportunities, okay? That didn't happen. Absolutely. And But the future is in front of you. So you make the most of it.
1: That you do. What are you most looking forward to? What's coming up next in your life and in your business? Well, you know, remember
0: I told about the skincare Mm -hmm. that I thought I was going to launch in two years after I launched Dazzle Dry? Finally, I think this year, we're going to do a soft launch and we'll see how well it's received before we make the huge investment. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Definitely learning lessons there, right? Don't put all your money into something before you do your test.
0: (laughs) Yes, you have to do your test. And, you know, every time I I meet somebody for the first time and uh, I go through my story and um, I say, you know, how old I am, why I have all this experience, because I've been here long enough. (laughs) They can't believe it. And um, I look at my face every day and I can't believe it either because back in 1993, when I started working on the skincare, I already saw, you know, the crow's feet forming. I don't have crow's feet now. I still don't have crow's feet. And um, I think... um, consistent use of products, mm-hmm. you know, when you know the products are clean and I know a lot of companies, they use clean, they, they greenwash it. Mm-hmm. We don't in our company. When we find out that there are some possible contamination due to the process of um, raw materials being manufactured by others, right? We make sure that we test every drum, before they are released for production. And so I test everything, you know?
1: <laughs> when is the skincare line going to launch, do you think?
0: Hopefully before summer.
1: Very exciting. Well, you all have to keep us posted and message us when it's going to launch so we can share it out with our Entreprenista community. Vivian, I have so enjoyed hearing your story and journey and all of your learning lessons and just the importance of staying resilient and keeping going. And you have also shared with our listeners, it is never too late to start something. I love it now. You're 79 and starting a new skincare line that you talked about doing. 20 years ago, and you were just doing it. So, so, so excited for you. My last question for you, Vivian, what does being an entrepreneurista mean to you?
0: Being an entrepreneur, like I said, to me is very fulfilling. In the fact that I'm able to last this long and have an ongoing business, being able to to give back and fulfill my lifelong dream of leaving a legacy, you know, where... I know I have helped a lot of people and that I will continue to doing that through the products that I make. I hopefully, when I do retire or (laughs) that the company will continue to grow with the products that I created and others in my company have helped me create. So not everything comes from me, but I'm really proud, you know, of the fact that Vessel Dry is now where it is. And after all the ups and downs that we had to go through.
1: Well, thank you for going through them and being resilient so I can be a customer of
0: yours. So Yeah, thank you. See, I have to show you. I know your listeners, your viewers will not see them. But these are my nails right now. They are natural. I,
1: Beautiful.
0: Before that so Dry, I couldn't grow my nails. I was wearing traditional nail polish whenever I could, but my nails split. They became so dry and brittle just because of the ingredients that are in these other products, which I, I took away to make sure that we're offering a product that does what it says it will do. And you could be comfortable that it, you know,
1: that it's healthy for you, as long as you don't use it in a closet. Ah, yes, good point. Yes. <laughs> Where can everyone find your products? Find you? Share all the places to go buy your products. Okay, we sell it directly
0: to the consumer on our website dazzledry.com. dot com. It's offered in some salons and spas. Normally, the high end spas will will use it in the services. Mm-hmm. Very few actually carry it for retail. Okay. But it is readily available on our website. And um, we have uh, a website on Amazon that is managed by another company. Mm-hmm. And so when we don't have the product, they could check Amazon. dasojai.com. I think it is on Amazon. You know. Don't buy from other companies that are not authorized to distribute the product because we can't guarantee that it is the the authentic product when it's purchased from eBay or, you know, you don't know whether it's been contaminated, you know, it's been used and then. Oh, yes. So So,
1: yes, we will send our listeners and viewers over to your website to go try out the product. Well, Vivian, thank you again for being here and sharing your story. So excited to follow along and see all the great things you're going to do next. And can't wait to try your skincare line when it launches. So thank you again, Vivian. I'm Stephanie. And this is the best business meeting I've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five star review. We'd really appreciate it and we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenista.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead.